0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Don't Quit Your Day Job, the podcast hosted by me, Maxim Allen. Today is August 26, 2020, and today I have an extremely cool guest with me today. he's a, guess what, another comedy friend. Um, If you are in New York City, you've definitely seen him around on comedy shows. Today I have the very funny Alex Kim with me. Hey, Maxim, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here yeah I'm excited to have you on, and you're uh you're lucky because you're the first yeah. guest and probably only guest for a while that's gonna get to talk about just comedy. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> that's what we need more of in the space <laughs> no, I'm like uh like last episode with Lucas, we talked about like voice acting mm-hmm. and then acting and Mm -hmm. a little bit of comedy comedy. but i was like hold off because we're gonna do i'm gonna do a real comedy episode and we can get back to other things so (laughs) yeah yeah i heard the episode with caleb that was awesome yeah awesome well thank you for listening we appreciate it that was a fun one he he has so much going on but it was a lot of cool things in Mm -hmm. there yeah i haven't like just because the podcast is new my like analytics haven't fully caught up so i don't even know how many people listen to the first episode (laughs) You're on spotify right yeah Yeah. it's spotify google podcast apple podcast it just it takes a minute for those to get released in the other spots okay so that's where i'm at okay we'll get this thing started though so i guess for a little bit of background on yourself uh where are you from and when did you start doing the thing you love
1: yeah uh i was born in uh new jersey um, but I grew up actually abroad. So my parents, my whole family moved to Abu Dhabi, the Middle East, mm-hmm. in around 2000. And i so I was a six when we moved there, and I lived there until I graduated high school, so 2013. So I lived there most of my life. Oh and, wow! Yeah, vis- visiting the family in, in New Jersey every summer. Okay. So because so, all the expats that were there, they were just you know no one's not not most people I knew were like living there. Not many were locals. Um. So yeah. Um. So the, I guess the first time that I ever did what I loved was yeah. in high school. So okay, really? I did one stand-up set for a small talent show um, when I was, I think I was a sophomore. Right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, just... The audience was very generous, you know, because it was, it was like my peers and no one else was doing... Everyone else was, like, singing or, like, doing a group dance. So yeah. I think it was just the idea of me doing uh, something different it was just exciting to them. So it warmed me up to the idea, but... Those jokes were—they're not even jokes. They were just like observations, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, 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 And I never touched comedy after that until okay. a, for a long time. Because then I went to went to university, and where'd you go to school? I went to oh, I went to uh, NYU my freshman year, okay. and I had transferred to Cornell. Oh uh, wow, yeah, and yeah, I haven't done comedy while I was there. I was you know just busy. Uh, the transfer from NYU to Cornell wasn't fun. No. No, because I really liked living in New York City. Right, and, right. Um, and and I'm not really a good student. Okay. <laughs> and so in Cornell, it's really it's it's really tough when every, and everyone around you is um, really, top of their game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you're not that, it just feels like like I, don't, I feel so out of place there. So it uh, was it was hard being in an environment where a lot of people were really ambitious and and so clear of what they want to do. Okay. Right? Um, so you, you, what did you go to school for? I was studying hotel administration, so okay. I was business and the service industry, so we started restaurants, hotels, stuff like that. Uh, so it, you know, it was, it was fulfilling that business degree to uh, please my parents. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha.
0: But you, you weren't like crazy about it. Not something you necessarily like really wanted.
1: No, no. Uh, Like I had some experience when I was in high school, like at at small part-time jobs. So that's what I could use my resume, and just it just kind of made sense for what I was applying for. I was able to tweak it, like what I wrote in my essays and stuff. Okay, but yeah, but yeah. Then I learned through the internships in college, like I that's what I wasn't necessarily interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when I got out of uh, of college, I worked for about two years and still didn't touch comedy. Yeah. And uh, I graduated in 2017. And the thing is, I always wrote down stuff on my notebook. Because, really? Because, yeah, I always thought <laughs> that this is something I wanted to do. Okay. Um, Like, we'll write down little observations, little things that i think are unique to me which weren't <laughs> right right <laughs> looking at those notes again um <laughs> what's the deal with airplane food? exactly yeah. stuff like that and uh, back then too i wasn't even like out t- to myself so i was making a bunch of like poop and toilet jokes that i thought were so <laughs> funny and no one had a similar experience uh <laughs> and then it was it was because i was working for two years and i you know i worked really hard to not be on my parents payroll like I wanted to get off of my right. parents paying for anything Makes as, sense. Yeah, as soon as I could because like, at the very least I knew I was gay and at some point it would I didn't want to ha- be dependent on that right? Right you didn't want to ha-
0: be like on that lifeline or dependent on that situation yeah. where you don't know how things are going to go If
1: yeah, you're not- I was also trying to get untangle myself from any sort of like connections they have, any ind- independency yeah, from yeah. them uh, and once I did that I you know I was, I was. I think I reevaluated what what I'm doing now. Now that I'm more independent, as uh, independent as I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what am I doing? Like, what, what, is this job something I want to do? Right. And and that's when okay, like why why don't I actually do some of those things that I've written down since like high school? I had this notebook mm-hmm. that I I want to I wanted to put on as a standard routine. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember I sent it. I this, they always say I was reading. I kept them reading throughout. Throughout my um, college career, but never did it. Right. Um, they do get your tight five. That's what I like, right, right, right. say because yeah. you got to open mics. So my goal was to write twenty minutes. I thought what was get twenty minutes and then uh, get get from that get your best five and bring that to an open mic. So, oh wow! So that's like overkill. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, I thought you said like, I know if I go up there I'm gonna suck so I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have a lot of things to fall back on which which I think was um, smart because the first time I did it, it was Laughing Buddha and it was <laughs> not fun nope no, and expensive and super expensive and uh, and you know then after doing that didn't do it for like three months and then then I broke up with someone i was dating for a while and then had more time yeah and that's when i actually felt i had more uh, i was able to pursue comedy because i was unhappy right yeah when i was dating people i was i was happier and i was able to like um, you're like
0: occupied
1: yeah i was able to distract myself from like pursuing my dreams because i was occupying myself by spending time with someone and like Mm. doing doing activities with them like we should do this because we are a couple and yeah. um and once that was once we were having a breakup right <laughs> i was like okay i have nothing to do when i'm by myself nothing to do with my own thoughts and i should want to want to do this with the time i have want to actually sign up for this 7 dollar mic right. on a friday night
0: i was Literally, I started for the same exact reason. Like A breakup, right? Yeah, it was like, uh, I've. this is something I've kind of had in the back of my mind my whole life. I performed once my freshman year of college at like a dorm open mic. Didn't do anything with it for like seven years, but it was always lingering. Yeah. Like I love stand up. And I think every comedian watches specials and goes, I could be funnier than yeah. that, you know, yeah. which is very, <laughs> <that's> a, <laughs> a very high bar to set for yourself. <laughs> But like I I was like I had I had like some beef with my like best friend who I was hanging with all the time and mm-hmm. then I was in like a long distance type of thing with someone for a bit. And then when that fell apart, I like too realized is like, oh my God, I'm like all alone. I'm unoccupied. All I do is like work and go to the gym. And this is this it? And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's time for me to like lurk off into the night and go to an open mic and like finally make this happen so
1: yeah open mics one things where you could just go out and do where there isn't that much setup where like let's say if you want to like become and make, make movies or you want to edit things in tube like you could just go out yeah, and yeah. just pay that five bucks and do it yeah you know?
0: <laughs> it's it's a very like easy and you don't have to yeah. know anybody you can just google open mics yep. in my area and go for yeah, it if
1: you're new york city too especially that's oh yeah right there
0: it's almost like too many (laughs) you probably know so when you were like uh growing up and always interested in comedy do you remember the first like comedian you watched like the first special or the what was your like childhood influence to comedy
1: the one of the one that spoke to me early on was russell peters okay because he he had that that really that back in the day uh that really viral set we did all the impressions of like all the different asians right Mm -hmm. and that just reminded me because he did indian he did chinese he did did korean even and that just reminded me of so many conversations that i've had with my friends yeah like it it sounds like he (laughs) he's doing the jokes that like we've talked about you know making fun of each other just you know um making fun of each other's parents you know and that was like oh this is this is something that where I can connect with like this is something that uh he's telling a f- more familiar story right, um because you know the, another big influence for me and it's he's not he's not that uh he's getting some heat right now, but i i uh, my parents watched Seinfeld like a lot as oh, a, yeah, and it was yep. always on and uh and you know those those stand up clips that they had yeah. with, throughout they they're always they're always just stuck with me for some reason because they were just so mundane right right and i was like whoa like i've thought these stupid thoughts too like it's crazy that someone is taking that and like deciding to tell it and that's a career yeah right and so i would do like seinfeld's bits his (laughs) his, his little bits i did between episodes uh to my family i would i would refer to them my family they 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 couldn't stand it (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I kind of similar. my My family is like a Seinfeld family, but they didn't. It was weird because they didn't start watching it till it was like off the air. But yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. it was just Seinfeld reruns all the time. Yeah. and like, it, I didn't really register that. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a stand up comedian. I want to do that. It was like mm-hmm. sometime after I think the first thing I watched that was like just a comedy special yeah. was uh Dimitri Martin person.
1: Oh. <laughs> and
0: that cuz that one it was like middle school and my dad yeah. had like direct tv which i had never had oh. in my life and it was like on there i was like uh-huh. oh watch this and it was like this is the coolest yeah. thing ever.
1: And then after that like i think growing up cuz i grew you know i grew up abroad so i didn't have t- um i didn't have access either. So what right. m- where i found comedy it just on youtube all this little seven minute clips yeah comedians that you have to look up yeah and it's them from there you branch off and find other things yeah interesting so
0: hang on (laughs) i'm like i want to ask a million things but i guess in um when like did you ever see live comedy when you were young before you started comedy were your parent were your parents into comedy at all?
1: Were they interested in it? No, my parents. Uh, they're very. They they I guess they were in Seinfeld, but yeah. like that's kind of where it ended. Like there were they didn't they never considered that kind of thing as a career, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything creative, honestly, was right. not in their not even in the vocabulary of something for me to do. Yeah, um, but my thing is, I find my dad really funny. I think I get a lot of his humor uh-huh. uh his, his like his childish personality is something i think i take out of but okay. take from but uh <laughs> but yeah they were not stand-up fans they're they don't they don't have anything they recommend they don't ha- they don't have a f- they don't follow people mm-hmm. like that um do they know you're doing stand-up now no oh yeah. you're one of the few <laughs> oh, because you know because when i was you know i was there's a long period when i did that stand for the first time i was in high school and then to when i was doing in new york right mm-hmm. so throughout that i was like i had other, i had still i i'm still a creative person so i was trying to do other things right right and i remember i asked my mom well when i was at nyu i was like because i was still studying business while i was at nyu mm-hmm. and i said mom what if i do what, what if i have interest in changing to do film studies right right and she just like she literally just laughed and she thought <laughs> she thought i was joking <laughs> and i was like okay i'm never ever bringing up like Honesty, or like things I want to do, or dreams I have, because you know that was like so crushing to like not have like the littlest support from my mom. You know, it's just, you know, she's like, she's like, okay, what are you actually trying to do with your life? You know, wow. So when you when you actually started
0: stand up, who knew? Who did you tell? Like, when when you went to that first open mic, did you like keep it to your completely to yourself for a while, or did you like slowly let it out? to I people?
1: I told um, some friends mm-hmm. that I knew uh, in college because you know. Just those close friends who you actually tell what you want to do with your life, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, those late nights where you're just drinking and talking, mm-hmm. uh like like they're they're also creatives, they're like doing their thing, and they'll keep saying like, you gotta do you gotta do stand up, you know, mm-hmm. and so they're the ones that I've told um uh, when I first did stand up. I was like, hey, I actually did it, you know, and it sucked, and it yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you have did you have people
0: come to your first open mic oh no, 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 good call
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. 'Cause just knowing what I had, I was like, like, there's no way this like I can say this material and then like see them again. You know, like is this a the isn't that the point to yeah. see just do a mic and like say goodbye to those people for, <laughs> hopefully forever. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's like it's such a huge risk. Like there's a lot of people their first time doing stand up, no. they bring a bunch of people to see them and
1: Yeah, yeah, I see that at with mics, right? Like yeah. like they're they lost a bed or something. Yeah and like some, you know, some it was funny. Sometimes they kill it, yeah, and it's like you're like fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but other times they go up there, they lost the bet, and they're like, okay, they have like one punchline they say, and they're like, what do I talk about? And it's like it's so excruciating to watch. Yeah, and all their friends are in the room, and it's like ugh. like I'm not trying to say like I'm I'm working here, you know, either. <laughs> but, but there are already so many people that I'm just trying to get through that you know that's the last thing I
0: could. Absolutely, uh, yeah. like. I would tell people that were first starting, they're like, I really want to do stand up, but I'm like nervous and I need to write 10 minutes. I'm like, literally my advice to everyone is like, write two jokes. It doesn't matter how long they are. Get on stage. Do those yeah. two jokes. You're going to suck. Yeah.
1: You're, and just you're, you're get off stage, stage. regardless. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like you don't need to fill all the time you're yeah. given when you first start. You just got to get your put yourself out there yeah. like your first open mic is not impressing other people, yeah. it's like proving to yourself that you can do it, like, yeah just getting out yourself. there, yeah,
1: and once you like do the few mics and you see the same people you're like you're, you're like in that you're in that world it's, mm-hmm. it's so it's so weird, yeah, like, they, in that comedy open mic community, yeah, it's something that I've never thought I'd be part of in my entire life, <laughs> <laughs>
0: something I didn't know existed. I only thought that like yeah. comedians on the top level yeah. hung out with each other and then. When I did my first open mic back in Boulder, Colorado, I was like, okay, I'm at this open mic. And I, I watched two open mics before I yeah. performed. And the third open mic, the first one I performed on, I was like, wait, I saw that guy yeah. at the other mic. What's going on like, here? People do this like me. There's like, <laughs> out there at these open mics. Yeah, just, like they, they, there's reoccurring yeah. characters in this <laughs> series. Like. We're
1: looking at Batslava. We're just trying to
0: <laughs> do the same mics it was funny like coming to new york like i'm from a scene with 40 people probably and so i'd see them we'd all be at the same mics and then coming to new york city it took me probably like two or three months before i started seeing repeats and then i was like okay now now of course i'm like i have a very good idea of the scope of the Mm -hmm. scene but yeah for a while it was just like a spider web
1: yeah i had a joke uh when i was like nine months in i said uh, it's going to do open mics, the community, it's like going to college because like college it took me like two semesters to say hi to people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I like you only say hi to people if you like their set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good set. You can whisper I get
1: that yeah. get
0: that fist bump. <laughs> so when when you did your like like your first laughing
1: Buddha mic, not your like high school set, like what was your material like? Um I actually did it recently for uh one of my my zoom open mics right now, okay, yeah uh, it was the theme was your first set, oh god uh, <laughs> yeah um it, yeah it was like it was it was because it was that's all I had the material I had my life that I had, my material was like on on high school right, right, so that my jokes were don't you hate it when your your teachers don't want you to use the bathroom right <laughs> and then, and then my joke was I, cause, and then my joke was. I, want, I wish I could poop my pants in the middle of class, so like just to prove them wrong. It was, it was just so, that, 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 that's it. That's the joke. That's, it. that's
0: yeah. the punchline. Like, I want to poop my pants. That's the joke. You should rewrite it with what you know now <laughs> yeah. and just like really come up with a banger of a joke.
1: This <laughs> is uh, 10 minute disgusting
0: <laughs> There's one that I've like hung on to that I, I came up with in my first month of stand up, and it's, I call it the penis joke, but I just. Per, I just shape my body like different penises on stage and it's so dumb but it's <laughs> so fun to perform. Oh,
1: it's basically physical comedy.
0: It's <laughs> totally physical and like it would it would do really well back in like Colorado mm-hmm. in front of like brewery crowds and stuff yeah. it's just goofy and dumb. And then I did it here at like two or three mics and I was like uh, I got to cut that one. <laughs> like that that's, is not that's
1: not Wait, how long did you do comedy not in New York?
0: So I am I I did about 10 months back in Boulder. Okay. And then now it's been another year. I'm I'm right about two years in. Actually, okay. two years, three days ago. Okay, so wow, awesome. What about you? How long you been doing it in uh, total?
1: So that first Buddha was that was like in April of 2019. Um, okay, and that and i haven't done and didn't do comedy until like june so that's when i that's when i consider that's when i started so doing okay. regularly so, so you june. just passed
0: your year mark yeah nice
1: yeah i just passed that so well, you are summer
0: killing it for being oh. one year in nice. <laughs> oh thank you you're one of those people that like when you perform i'm like all of these jokes are so well thought out <sighs> and so well performed like what gets me about you is you your facial expressions when you tell the story and like the little like the little head movements you do in your face? It's so it's so practiced and well timed. Oh like, well, thank oh, you so much because you know, amazing. I
1: really don't think of myself like that because because yeah. a lot of my bits, uh, I I perform them. I think I perform them well once I've done them like a lot of times. At open mics because because right. I I don't really once I I write everything out. But I don't really like sit down and memorize it that much. it's right. it's a repetition of the mics mm-hmm. that help me memorize it. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad to hear that you f- that it feels both because uh, to me my jokes um, sound too scattered and everything needs to be cut down. They, like. Seventy percent. Your stuff is so tight. Like when I hear (laughs) your
0: jokes, I'm like, my jokes are too long. Like my jokes are way too long.
1: (laughs) That's funny because that high school joke, right? Yeah. That I wrote. It was um like two, three paragraphs of me describing uh teachers and and high in high school. Yeah. To get to the punchline, don't you hate it when they don't let you go to the bathroom? You know. And (laughs) and yeah, I think that moment it was like. Oh, like I can't. Oh, this is. There's no joke. There's no laughter here. I have to cut that. Um, <laughs> actually, my uh, jerking. You You know my. You know my, <laughs> you know my joke about me uh, bowing in of the toilet, right? Oh,
0: you don't. I know don't.
1: So okay, I, my, the joke is. Uh, I don't. I can't masturbate unless I bow before and after I did it.
0: <laughs> okay, I think I heard this a while back. Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: actually. so yeah, it's an old joke. Uh, uh, so the joke is, and I acted like I, I, jerk, I bow and jerk off, and I bow again, and then I, I refer to like Mulan because it's family shame, right? Yeah, yeah. That joke, it, that's that's one of my um, solid jokes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that joke started off being like half to like basically a page of me describing the actual true story, which was my grandfather. Died, right? Yeah. And we, you know, we visit, we visit his, uh, my, his, my grandparents' place every summer. Mm-hmm. And the house was very uh, small and there's like only a few bathrooms. So the most private bathroom was his bathroom. Okay. So I felt such guilt using my grandfather's throne, right? And so I thought, in or- and I had to masturbate because I was the kid in middle school this whole summer. And I, wanted, I thought the only way I could do it was if I bowed and the toilet, and, I, and then I could do it. Right. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> and because so, so that whole story was the entire what I basically said and more at an open mic, and I was like, there's zero laughter, and the punchline yeah. is not worth it. Yeah, and I say, like, okay, I so I need to write stuff. I can't, yeah. I can't just tell long stories, you know. So. One thing um, that's like obviously a huge
0: part of comedy is like the writing aspect. Yeah. So, for people who I guess don't do comedy who might be hearing this, like what is writing like for you in particular? Like, mo- a lot of comedians, I guess for reference, will mm-hmm. like Jerry Seinfeld will write like two yeah. hours a day. He just sits at his notebook, yeah. writes good or bad. Like, what is your process like? Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I do get a lot of um, ideas when I'm at open mics. Knowing, yeah. Um, it's open mics though. Like shows, I'm only can start thinking about my set, so I don't really get anything. Yeah, uh, ideas from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so open mics, it's that's when I get like, um, I kind of get ideas formed because I do have a lot of, like my st- all my straight dude material comes from uh, what I hear at open mics. Oh like yeah. That. So I, then I then I write <laughs> like a like a note down something like that. But the actual writing process, it's um, I have I have learned that my that I need to sit down in front of a document or a book or notebook uh for like 3 hours and just stare at it wow and just and then maybe from those 3 hours and i i don't i put on like uh no background noise music right mm-hmm. and if in from 3 hours i can get like maybe two like jokes right uh, like yeah two things that i can i feel comfortable trying out so just uh,
0: once a month you just spend three hours I, new material time. I try to do that
1: at least like a couple times a week. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um especially especially during because there was less uh open mics. You to do. have like no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So see so yeah, the the only way I could gain new content was if I just sat down and looked at that blinking um cursor and I was like, you know, in my comment doc I was like, write something because um otherwise I'm so distracted. You know, I'm I yeah. have no attention span. I'm always on my phone. If I'm not doing comedy, I'm listening to a podcast, right? Right, right. Um, so, it's only those, that I have to get, I have to cut out a certain amount of time and then that's what I'm staring at. It's an hour in. I'll like, oh, I had this thought is something that was consistent, consistent I consistently felt and so I write that down and then from there, I was like, oh, this is funny. I, 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 I want to say this to people mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, that's, and then I, and from, from there, from that first draft, I see what gets laughs and then it's more tags, see where else I go. Uh, But that's, again, if I'm just sitting down and writing it.
0: Okay, nice. That's like three hours a little long for me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like a really good way to do it is just like really intentionally setting aside the time to like focus on like creating the new stuff.
1: Yeah, because my brain just doesn't let me, doesn't allow me to like um, observe anymore because I'm always trying to... uh catch up on something yeah uh and so that's why I, that's what i give my three, myself three hours because an hour in uh, that's actual work because that's that hour is is full of you know distractions and looking at other websites and just trying to uh get settled and that's when uh my brain thing settles and i can actually you know hear thoughts in my yeah. head <laughs> <laughs> so the brain starts yeah. <laughs> working. So
0: how long into comedy did it take you to develop your writing discipline?
1: Um I think that's I think this writing process was something I developed in quarantine. Oh but, really? Okay. Yeah. So what was it pre-quarantine? Pre-quarantine, it was um it was still everything's written out. Like I ha- I barely go up uh, and do a tune up mic and don't have most things written down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before that, it was um, like after a mic, or I would write down something that's uh, that I think is funny, and write in the way in the in write it how I'm saying it, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was not it was not any any sort of process. Gotcha. It, it was just, just
0: kind of here and there, put it together. Yeah, here
1: and there. Um, like things that I've observed mm-hmm. over like over the years, like I was still going back to that that twenty minute that I had <laughs> from college. Um, but yeah, there was no process. I I I went I went in knowing that I need to develop a writing process because I knew that I, when people say, I still don't even know what what it means. Like what it, what it means to write on stage. I have no idea oh. really what people mean by that. Oh, I write on stage hardcore. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I really want to know because like I think when people say that, it's they have they really have their own definition for it. Like what they can take away from that yeah and, absolutely yeah be- i think it's because i get so um nervous and um with new material to, mm-hmm. to do it that i once i get the laugh once I it's, once the laugh is like too is good i i stop and i pull out of the of the new bit it's like, okay i think i've made it and i'm mm-hmm. too, too nervous to because the laugh throws me off of my of how i heard it in my head yeah uh so yeah because yeah so yeah i'd like to know what it's like to write on stage So, my,
0: I know this is like terrible, and like (laughs) this is something that I've realized in the recent like month. It's been crazy, and I need to settle down and get my discipline together. But I had a moment where I was like, I need to start treating comedy the way i treated college Mm -hmm. when i almost failed out of my first school and like transferred and like buckled down because everyone says like you need to like write sit and write and get better at writing yeah and my process is i'll just be out there like doing my daily stuff and Mm -hmm. i'll have a thought and i write a premise or a punchline in my phone Mm -hmm. and just the idea and my writing on stage like when I write jokes line by line in my yeah. notebook and come up with something by actually sitting and writing, mm-hmm. I go to an open mic and it feels scripted. It, I I mm-hmm. can't perform my jokes in a natural way. So what I do is I go on stage and I have the premise mm-hmm. and the general punchline in mind mm-hmm. and I just f- like start going and I just kind of, uh-huh. I riff with like a certain destination. Yeah. like. You you've heard my mattress joke, right? Yeah, the mattress. Okay. Yeah. So the mattress joke when I the first time I told that it's still work in progress and still mm-hmm. trimming, but like the first time I told it, it was three minutes of setup because I was like, there's so much context and like yeah. all this, so I'm like, I'm just ranting because it happened the day before. I was like, here's this bullshit thing that happened. Yeah. Here's all the events, and the end. I have like I know I've got this great yeah. punchline and act out, and I did it, and mm-hmm. everyone like loved it. They got this great yeah. laugh, but I'm like. Okay, it was totally worth it, but now I need to go mm. back and actively like reduce the the mm-hmm. lines in there. And yeah. sometimes what I'll do is I'll go back to the the note I have about the premise and the yeah. punchline, I'll write out the whole joke, or as I make improvements, I'll write down sentences like, "Oh, I've contracted these two themes into one sentence. Make sure I okay. say this one yep. instead of saying both and we can like save time getting to the end." Okay. But it's it it's more yeah. it's more trial and error yeah. like when you yeah, feel feel where the laugh is right yeah it's yeah. like when you when you write and then go on stage mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get a laugh you're like okay i'm this far from the laugh or what should be the laugh let's see how it goes You can get on stage, and if you write your material well, you have a better end result. Mm -hmm. Whereas I will shit the bed on jokes (laughs) many more times before I land on the like the good. Oh, this is the polished Uh product at the end. Yeah, I'm like you're like building a little nice little sandcastle, and I'm just taking like a pile of garbage, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, there's got to be something in here that I can use to build a sandcastle, right?
1: (laughs) Because when I write it out, I do, I have that when that three minutes of just the setup where you think it's necessary yeah. right? i do that because i again i write i try i try to write like i'm talking right i add all the likes in i add all the uh the hums and the I have parentheses make a face here well that i'm gonna say that's brave of you to put in all the likes <laughs> yeah. and the hmms <laughs> I, 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 type, I type in so many likes because that because i know that's how i talk and i yeah. want to talk i want to do stand-up like how I talk so it sounds more natural. So I right. type in so many likes, you know, you know, especially because a lot of comedy is similes, right? Yeah. So when I say it's like, like the it's literally just two likes back to back, and, and the, it flows in my head, but like, <laughs> and then the Google and then Google Docs underlines it. It's repetitive. It's like no, I need that like I like to think that it underlines one like, and it's yeah. like, did you mean like like <laughs> like like that? Yeah. So I write that thing is I I write that three minutes uh, when I'm just writing my voice and then i go back and say okay where is the punching supposed to be and then i I then that's basically like the intro i cut that first thesis out and then it's i i think i try to uh uh have at open mic basically just a few words and then the punchline Mm -hmm. um and, and but and which i think too though like i feel like i wish i could have a little more comfortable be more comfortable. like saying more because mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, I don't know where the laugh is coming, and right. the laugh surprises me sometimes. So if I feel like if I did, if I gave myself the freedom to just give myself more air time mm-hmm. without laughter, I could explore, be able to explore more. Um, because I think yeah, because you, you say my jokes are are tight. Like I think I think that's where I don't know where else to go sometimes, mm. and when someone tells me uh, to do eight or ten minutes i'm like i have so many like joke joke joke, joke, joke I don't, but i can't do like i don't have like chunks i don't have like bits that like, I know. you don't
0: have like bits on bits like a chain like here's a set of three yeah. that all go together it takes five minutes. well i have or like i
1: have bits i can connect but like i don't have that that one topic that i can expand on for that a the of means are you able to do uh just talk about like a certain topic for like more than five minutes mm-hmm. yeah
0: interesting interesting i like it's funny because it's like having the tight jokes like that is like always the spoken ideal yeah. of comedy and i never yeah. i've never heard someone be like it's too tight <laughs> i have to, i don't have any room i don't know where to go I'm, I'm worried about it all the time
1: like eight minutes on stage you want eight minutes from me are you crazy <laughs> yeah because that's what i feel like i like i do i have can i fill that up because once like if it's there's, if, if it one thing doesn't work and like that's like a lot of seconds that I uh, I can't I don't know how to fill up because I'm not comfortable uh just taking my time with the story and mm-hmm. you know trying to explore the setup I'm more like this is the where we'll laugh and this is where I have it and this is where I exaggerate it you know and this will get heightened and stuff like that
0: wow and I feel like also like I've heard from people who do more time that it's like. Oh, you can actually turn ten minutes into fifteen minutes if you just let that silence mm-hmm. happen and kind of pace it right. Yeah. But I also feel like you're kind of high energy in your material. Yeah. It would be like weird if you like paused like for some of those things you say.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's one thing that I that I've tried to work on. Just like mm-hmm. just if I forget a setup or, or punchline or a little bit or what the next joke is, is to be able to just be, like. Say actually say like oh what's the next bit you know because because I get so nervous when up there if I forget yeah if I forget something I'm like fuck and I me it's like like alarms are going off in my head I like, you're fucking up and yeah and it's so uncomfortable for me so I got to get out of there as quick as I can so I'm on to the next joke you know
0: wow so do you do you still this is something that a lot of a lot of people deal with do you still have like a stage fright or
1: like a stage like nervousness. Um, I think nowadays, the safe just comes from... It depends on who I'm with, mm-hmm. right? Like, like Lee's mic, I f- I feel like my performance is totally different because I'm so comfortable with yeah, the hosts and absolutely. people I know. Um, but, you know, some mics where... Like some like recently, whenever there's a mic with someone who I haven't seen in a while, I kind of want to do old bits because yeah. like, oh, hey, show them I've been doing something these days, you know? Yeah, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, when people I'm trying to, that I look up to, uh, I'm, I get nervous. That's fair.
0: Yeah. I think, like, I always say there's, like, mics to me that feel like home, mm-hmm. and, like, once you go to a mic once, mm-hmm. like, if you go to a mic one time, the first time, mm-hmm. you go to that mic to impress. You're not working yeah. out material at that first mic. Yeah. You go there to impress, then when you come back, you can start easing up a little bit once the people kind of know you, and they're like, oh, we know he's funny, but this is an open mic. Yeah. But if you go to the open mic the first time, you try all new stuff, it all bombs. You're gonna be like, "I heard he was funny. What's the deal here?" Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have whenever I go, I have bits I want to at least try again. But yeah, when this it depends on the environment. Absolutely, I, I get like so in my head about who's in the room.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think that's one of my problems too. Is that I just want everyone to like me. That that that's like a main. I feel you. Yeah, issue. I feel you. Which is I just need everyone. Everyone's approval. You know oh god uh, yeah <laughs> and then people don't. no one cares no one cares about me, right uh and i also i also do think it's because when i'm at straight dude mics they like <laughs> yeah. i tend i tend to want to do better mm-hmm. um throw it in all of our faces that that, that, <laughs> that like i because i feel like because i feel like i'm not in my space you know right right and i feel like because they're so they're able to do uh, at those mics, what I'm able to do, like at least mics, or the mic I host, uh, that's women and LGBTQ. Right, uh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, where I'm able to just like, okay, you know, have fun. I feel like I can improv more mm-hmm. when I'm with among friends because um, there's more of that open environment. Um, but when I'm at straight mics, like I feel like I need to prove myself a mm-hmm. little bit more just to, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it may be just an issue with me, but like I don't feel like I'm able to. I don't. I don't feel like as comfortable to do right. what they do as like just literally to say bullshit. Right. And it's like find have this premise and then just talk it out on stage. Like I can. I cannot do that at those kind of mics.
0: Interesting. You know? That that's fascinating. I, I like. Um, I've obviously never been to a women's LGBT <laughs> mic. <laughs> uh but yeah i I think that's like it's such an that's such an interesting thing that like oh like you feel like a fish out of water Mm -hmm. there so you feel like oh i need to like go and impress Mm -hmm. but like i've been to a couple like zoom mics that are like women lgbt lgbt like priority and i feel like it's not like i'm not allowed at those it's like oh yeah you can come in like obviously be cool safe space and stuff and i feel like i have to like I have to both impress and like, if this is gonna sound <laughs> kind of fucked up. I have to be like, not all of us are terrible. They <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> so got me out here because I'm good. <laughs> so I'm actually welcome here. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, in, I guess we can, we can dive into this a little bit if you want. Yeah. Um, so, who are your least favorite straight comics and why? Just <laughs> <laughs> but like what what are what are some challenges and what what's your perspective as being like both a a gay comedian and a Asian comedian in comedy? Like what are the struggles you have and like what do you, what do you think comedy could improve on as a whole to make the space like better for everyone? Cuz this is like a theme that always comes
1: up in comedy. Like what are your experiences? Um I, yeah, I think I Again, like just the spaces yeah. that we have, mm-hmm. um, they're like like women who are in comedy, they, they sh- like it's, it's crazy to me that what they have to deal with just at an open mic, oh absolutely, you know? um, and you know all of my friends who deal with that, they're like, they're like me, they they're completely different when they're at like my uh, my my women's and L G B T mic. Uh, and like they're so they, they want to hang out mm-hmm. and it's just a complete different environment it's like really like friends just gathering out hanging out drinks telling jokes and um and i really do think that it stops them from um because they're they're not they're, they're not men and they don't have those spaces they're not welcome in those spaces right and so the, you know like why would you go back to those places where you you felt unwanted or uncomfortable or you felt like sexualized very true um and so it's just that access to those spaces that are so new like when i started in june there was there was maybe uh just these like three that i knew
0: there was only a handful when i first came here
1: yeah and and now there now there's a lot more people just trying to get those mics out there Mm -hmm. uh trying to emphasize that this is uh Women's space, mm-hmm. or uh, or or those open spaces yeah, where yeah. we we'll accept male comments, but yeah, um, and I know so it's a it's a big question because you know I I I don't I don't you, you are know. representing <laughs> two communities you're representing <laughs> as many comedians as I'm going to put you on the spot for <laughs> Just
0: kidding, it is a big question it is a big question I guess and uh, I find like I my thing in comedy is. I like to associate and like meet like genuine, kind, funny people. And so a lot of the spaces, like a lot of the mics I go to, a lot of the mics my friends put on or that like I like to be at are often very open spaces, but I guess they're like, we did a mic and recently someone like afterward, even though we had a very diverse lineup of performers, like all genders, mm-hmm. sexualities, races, everything. Someone after went to my co-producer and was like, There was a lot of like dick and pussy jokes yeah. from like the the straight comics. And I'm like, Really? Like I thought I thought we did pretty good. We yeah. had like a great lineup. I didn't realize it was like it's still like <laughs> like, like it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, I've been I've been called a dirty comic, like really, like a, like a nasty, like a too oh nasty comic. Who would say that to you? You're <laughs> you're, you're great. Because you know, I you know. To be fair, like I do say, I do a lot of my content is gay sex and like gay lifestyle, right? Yeah. yeah. But like I, but like really, like I don't talk about it more than other people do. Like yeah, I don't absolutely. talk about sex more than guys
0: do, or you know. I've heard some some like sex jokes from like other straight dudes that I'm like. Why would you even talk about this? I know <laughs> yeah. straight sex is like the normal,
1: <laughs> but like, this is disgusting. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's actual nasty out there. And the fact that I'm a man having sex with a man is not the nasty part, but that's where people like feel uncomfortable still. And, um, you know, which is surprising, because when I write comedy, I really try not to think about that stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I try to, when I write, I just try to talk about the, what makes me, what's make, makes me laugh, right? Right, right, absolutely. And, and and what is, and I try to dig into what's personal, because that's where I feel feel like is something that uh, topics that are uh, untouched, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one reason why I don't, I don't do uh, my my priority is not to do as much observational comedy, right? Because you know, I also feel that like Twitter and Reddit, they they made they made all the jokes. They made the jokes, oh, yeah. and they're so funny. And my thoughts are not funnier than that. So I just try to dig into like what has happened in my life and try to tell that story. What's well, like personal and unique, yeah.
0: and yeah, I mean, it makes sense though. It's like yeah. com. Like I always thought, like especially when I started stand up mm-hmm. and like was really like watching a ton of specials. Just like a lot of the best comedy is just perspective. Yeah. Like it's not this like observational thing or these one-liners yeah. or like, like what you would think of as like '80s or '90s like yeah. club comedy, just yeah. like ah, sex joke,
1: right? Yeah, it's, like, a, it's their voice that you want to keep hearing. It's their their perspective that that can that keeps you coming back for more of their of their stand-up the bits.
0: Exactly, and like what what I find because I am a straight white American <laughs> comedian is that like the perspective is like it's so rich to me. And I'm just like, I just want to hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. And I love when we have, like, whenever I see a new comedian who's, like, from a totally different religion or part of the world or, like, an entirely different lifestyle that I've never heard before. And they have material about it. It's so fascinating. And it, like, really makes the humor, like, so much more potent because, like, I'm learning something. I'm hearing something genuine. And it's not just the same shit I've heard all the time. Yeah,
1: that's what I feel. But a lot of, uh, when I'm at mics or shows, Mm -hmm. uh, there is a lot of material that I feel like I hear is like, I've heard a version of this like before, like that's, this this perspective is not new. Right. Right. But it's, but when I hear, uh, like more women, I hear trans comedians, I Mm. hear, uh, more people of color who are, uh of of queer of queer background right a oh, queer of different backgrounds right mm. their perspective is something that's just so it's so refreshing because I like, you know i've heard a lot of stand-up and right. their perspective is so different and it's so new and i that's like that's today what i'm looking for like i i need mm. to hear those stories that right. people are, are just are not comfortable with yet because it, it, it's so it's so good to hear um that that new voice and right. that's what i thought as a kid i'll listen to like at the time it was it was like the jokes about family and your diverse background uh if you if you know if you're asian that was new when i was a kid yeah but now it's now i think now it's even moving towards uh even more diverse so, and that's where i'm i feel it's going
0: yeah i i think it's yeah. great honestly like it's <laughs> it's very cool it's very like i mean who would want comedy to stay the same forever anyway? Yeah, like, I like if
1: you love comedy, like, you want you're looking for those new stories, right? Yeah. yeah. And
0: like I th- this thing always pisses me off. These like there's like older comedians who just like will say some awful shit and then get upset and be like comedy is about pushing boundaries. Like come on, it's like no, you're just being a dick. Yeah.
1: Like it's so funny cuz like the pushing boundaries idea, it's cuz when, when really this the, the, in their mind like saying a uh, sexist joke, right? right is uh, is pushing boundaries when really? But that sense of humor is that is old, right? exactly. And like that's what people laughed at. Uh, you know, a man doing a woman's job or a man doing cooking, right? Or right, like yeah. that's what was a joke. People make fun of that. People make fun of a uh, woman for doing uh, mm-hmm. manly things, right? That was the that was the. Uh, but people thought it was funny. The concept was funny. Uh, but so when you're not. So you're literally not pushing boundaries. You're trying to go back. To an older state of comedy, exactly, and it's not that we—it's we, not that we think yeah, uh, it's mm, we shouldn't push boundaries. It's that you're not funny like yeah, that. Yeah, like exactly. that was funny <laughs> before, and this wasn't a new joke. It's an old premise. It's not even a hot take. Not even a hot like, take. Yeah, and so and they—I don't understand why they um put themselves and they put themselves in a box. You know, they're mm-hmm. not—they're not trying to um find something new or find something that's um can be funny outside of their perspective.
0: Right. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. It's yeah. And I think with being in like the in informa- <clears throat> the information age like with like, you know, our like I mean, you're you're 25? 25, yeah. 25. Okay. So we're like basically the same age. Like, you know, we went to high school and like the the iPhone was just coming out in high school, and then yeah. like in college, that's when like everyone had like smartphones, and yeah. now we have like Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, and like the and like now we have TikTok, yeah. and the caliber of humor that has come out because of like our yeah. connectivity is so much higher. Yeah. I'm like, who would settle for "I hate my wife" yeah. jokes anymore? I like, know,
1: right? You can find such people like, like I remember when I first saw Vine. Right, like that made people have to have timing, right? Because yeah. it was like people, everyone who was on TikTok, a uh, uh, Vine, just had to just develop that muscle for timing. Yeah, and and everyone was just so funny. Like I could watch those for like as like forever, and like again, like that's like that's why I had to when I'm when I'm writing comedy, like, I can't I can't go to uh topics that i feel, don't feel like unique because it's done i think yeah. I feel like it's someone did it and someone did it so much fun someone <laughs> made it a skit someone made it a tiktok and i i, I for me like i want to write something that is not um not done
0: yeah. yeah that's that's a good way to put it i like i struggle with like the perspective because i am in like a comedy majority <laughs> where i'm like who wants to hear about my like suburban upbringing <laughs> like but I find myself writing jokes that are either things that like directly happened to me mm-hmm. or like, and taking that and trying to put like a imagined, like somewhat fantastical, like spin on it mm-hmm. because I'm like, I I got like, I don't have a lot here that I'm working with in terms of perspective. I'm like, but I'm trying to like, like write things that are funny to me, but also unique, you know, yeah. it's, it's such a process. It's so interesting. Um, What do you, what like, what are your comedy goals? Um, are there areas of comedy that you're interested in besides stand-up?
1: Um, my, my goal with my comedy career is to just be a stand-up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my my dream right now is to, like, not work mm-hmm. and to get, be, get enough money be paid to just do f- stand-up full-time. And, like, at the time, like, before, that, that meant I would need to travel, be good enough to, like uh be um uh, booked across and and do small theaters or whatever like that's what i thought like yeah like that was my level like okay i want to uh not be have not have a day job mm-hmm. and that and in order to do that i need to be working consistently right and be booked consistently and, and i felt like oh the traveling comic the guy that that's the way that people get in, actual income from it yeah um so my dream is to yeah just be a comic just pure comedian just pure comedian all yeah. the way through yeah cuz uh, like you know, you know I think it was li- it's like um when i first um found a normal job like a regular job and then found comedy was that i d- need to do one thing at a time i need to get off my parents payroll mm-hmm. be independent and then once i'm that then i'll try stand up right yeah. and then once i can try once i'm doing once i'm doing stand up maybe try for an actual career at it you know yeah
0: do you felt like when you started like comedy like for real like mm-hmm. last june that it was just like a wake-up call like this is the thing that i want to consume every area of my life
1: yeah it, it definitely was because Absolutely. you know it was because uh i think like a few mics in uh just some people came like, after the mic say hey good said right and it's like oh that's such a good feeling because you know yeah I had, I've been writing for, like, so long, and it just took a few it took a few months, and some people, you know, are not so nice to say, like, oh, you had a great set, and I was like, you like what I'm writing, like, that's so crazy, that, yeah. you know, my stupid thoughts, I'm putting, I'm shouting them in a mic, and then you like it, and you respond to it somehow, and and that and that's what like okay like any more of this you know Yeah. It's like the best
0: feeling yeah <laughs>
1: like and it's and, yeah and the, the bombing is worth it for that it's oh like,
0: absolutely yeah. <laughs> if it, for me it's like bombing is like the baseline yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like eventually this will pay off there will be good
1: jokes here i yeah.
0: promise what was your what was like an uh er, an early triumph for you in your comedy career um
1: i i guess the the yeah the earliest thing would be when I got I got second at the Yasfest, okay, uh, queer, uh, well, yeah, queer uh, comedy competition. Mm-hmm. You know, not not, awesome. not, not, yeah, not, not a fan of the competition. You know, because it's comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, because I went in there like, oh, this will be fun. You know, I got I got do some bringers, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people responded to it, and you know, uh, I feel really, I feel really, uh, I feel really, really proud that. I was able to get second when uh, when I felt you know i a lot less experienced than some other comedy mm-hmm. comedians. And how and
0: far into comedy were you when
1: you did that? That was in uh, January this year. Okay, so yeah. you're
0: like six months in,
1: basically. Six months, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. cool. And so like that, that was the, this that moment where I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, yeah, I was like, because you know I'm. I think when I, the way I'm raised, I think a lot of Asians are raised like they're never told to have self-confidence, yeah. right? They're always told like you need to do this or you or not or or you suck, you know? Yeah. Like you need to get a good grade, you need to get a good job or you suck. That like that, mm-hmm. the thing, that and that's the pressure they give you like shame or nothing, right? Uh so I, I just never like whenever someone would say good job or good set, I was like oh it was just like like really? Like you like it? Like that's crazy. Yeah. And never most of me doesn't believe it. Right. Um so like when that happened, and people like told me, like people in the audience told me why they liked it. Like, people responded to my uh Asian and um eating spicy food and having yeah. a sex joke, yeah, because they said like that's such a unique uh, that's such a you thing that I think a lot of people can connect with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, you're actually like you're responding to uh, like my just my thoughts that and that's that I thought was specific to my experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, I was like, okay, and in that moment, I was like, okay, like I think I have uh, a perspective that people would want to hear, mm-hmm. and you know, I think absolutely, yeah, and they it, it made me feel like I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something that I've tried and said, okay, I tried it, and you know, don't get, quit, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like, I could, I should consider this as something that I should move on from the trial edge. Like, this is what I'm pursuing now, right, and. So like that's that's when uh, I've tried to dedicate more hours a day mm-hmm. writing, um, trying to you know do as, meet as many people as I can. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and then and then quarantine hit, and then <laughs> all that had to be re- rethought. But yeah. yeah,
0: no, I think it's where I think you you do have like an excellent like unique perspective, and it, like your jokes are so like consistent in like the clear theme and like perspective it's just like it's great like all of your jokes i'm like this is good okay this one's good okay this one's good too it's great like
1: yeah i do hear that i did i did hear that a lot too actually like after some of mike's a lot of uh a lot of asians tell me like hey you like you that like i like your stuff because i think no one's heard it i think yeah people need to hear that story of of just an asian who doesn't just who's who who's who can be sexual and uh and be gay right yeah, yeah yeah that's a good point
0: yeah i'm trying to think like i guess uh like famous comedians who are like that like i think i can only think of like margaret cho because yeah. she's like i think she's a lesbian and yeah. she covers that a little yeah. bit but it's not not a common it's not as common as i
1: am. Yeah. <laughs> common, yeah. yeah people whenever uh i tell people like not non comedians that I, I do comedy. They say, oh, like Joel Kim Booster. Oh, like the the one gay Korean, uh, like co- comedian, gay Korean comedian. I don't uh, even know who that is. Yeah, like. he, he's oh, he's really funny. Okay, uh, you sh- uh, he, he his, he's like an adoptee, uh, and he's been doing he's like theater and comedy. He's really funny. Okay, yeah, and basically like, and it's you know it's, it's again just being compared to that one other. Things like you're 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 discrediting his story and my story. Like yeah, not, yeah, yeah, like yes, we're gay and we're Asian, but like we're like there is diversity in that too. Yeah. You know? And
0: so with that, uh who what are your, who are your like comedy inspirations? Like who are your favorite comedians?
1: Uh oh. so I was hoping that like these people don't get canceled. <laughs> 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 so somewhere the perspective. Because you know, I, actually one of the like, because cause I've been listening to Seinfeld for like, a long time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then, what elevated it in my head when I was in, when I was a kid was when I heard uh, that Louis C.K. bit he did on on I think it was Letterman or Conan, or whatever. He talked about like being on an airplane, right? And it's like how everyone should just be like, "Wow, that's we're on a chair in the sky." Yeah. Right? For some reason, that just like like lit something in my head. Like this is so funny, and it's so specific and like i've like it's, it was right there for everyone mm-hmm. and that uh, that was, was like a bling moment yeah. for me it was like that is like this is this is like so good and i yeah. love um that we can just people can make us laugh by just doing that and, yeah
0: and people have jobs doing that and- <laughs> i feel like yeah louis ck obviously has been canceled yeah. but like he was like a milestone for me as well. Like early college, like watching his first two mm-hmm. specials, it was just like, like mind blowing. And same yeah. thing. I, I'm guilty. I only first watched Dave Chappelle last year. And when I, for, really? when yeah. I watched some of like the Dave Chappelle specials, I could not believe how talented yeah. he is. And like, just how well crafted the jokes are, how yeah. casual it is, how good his storytelling yeah. and his punchlines are. I'm just like, This is like so next level.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just like a pure talent. You're watching. Yeah, (laughs) and it's it's almost it's almost it's almost a little bit like like oh, I guess I can't do this because (laughs) people like David Shaw are just so good and it's just so like I don't I don't even know how naturally he's good is, but like he is just so good and he makes it seem so easy. Yeah, that's Um, the thing. He makes it look so easy. (laughs) Like, he, don't, he doesn't have a set list in his pocket. What is this? Just I know. You no know, notebook. <laughs> okay. He doesn't want to remember that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's see. What, what, are some, uh, what are some, like, mistakes you've made along the way? If someone was getting into comedy, what would be the mistakes you'd be like, hey, try not to do this or be aware of this thing?
1: I think that, the, well, I think you said earlier, too, like, the main thing is that like, you just start. Like, just yeah. start it. Just get out there, uh, hear yourself. When you're doing that, and that's because once you, because really once you're in the open mic, you know it's really hard to like stop. I feel, yeah, like, it's been hard. Yeah, it's hard to just like you know not not going to your show anymore, right? Because uh, they're like my friends now. Yeah, yeah. We, we hang out, and uh so yeah, I think main thing is just start. Like, just don't don't do what I did. Was I will go up when I have like twenty jokes, and I can. I can talk for a while and and never try them out. you know, mm-hmm. just go up when you um when you think you have you can, when you think you can have five minutes, just just go up, just mm-hmm. sign yourself up um and you know because I wish I started earlier mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> don't we all <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i see, when I see young guys, I'm like so jealous of like uh just how just how much more they'll grow, yeah, like just consistently being out right yeah
0: i'm like like when i see like 18 year old comics yeah. i'm like you you have it right you yeah. just you're you're probably going to suck yeah. right now your your material is going to be weird cuz it's kids material but like you got a lot of time like yeah. by the time you're 25 you'll be doing it for 7 years like
1: yeah. yeah i'm so jealous of when think of their confidence to just go like that they're like able to uh, believe in themselves.
0: Oh yeah, right? I would not have it at that age.
1: Eighteen, no. like what? I, I had no thoughts of my own. I yeah. still feel like I don't have thoughts of my own. <laughs> but to be eighteen and be like, uh, like even someone if they're like if they're an a- actor or theater background, mm-hmm. I feel like it takes it takes a lot of confidence to just say uh, something that you wrote to an open mic
0: to a know? room full of twenty five to yeah. like thirty six year olds, like yeah. that was crazy to me I'm like there are 18 year olds who are like well, i've 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 had a couple like younger comedians Uh that i've met that'll be like oh you should go to this mic they're like is it at a bar will they let me in (laughs) i'm like oh my god i forgot that that's a thing
1: (laughs) yeah yeah there are a bunch of 19 year old comedians who are out there
0: i mean it's if you if you can if it if it's on your mind at any age just go for it. Yeah. Like I doubt I'm having like 16 year olds, 17 year olds listening to this podcast. But like that would be my thing if I could go back in time and be like, just start this. Like, yeah, I remember I was I talked about this on um Mo Singleton's podcast, mm-hmm. Thoughts for Your Thought Thoughts. Um, in eighth, like I always kind of knew I wanted to do this. Yeah. Like it was something in the back of my mind before I realized. And like in eighth grade, one kid did stand up for the talent show at the end of the year. The yearbook had, like, superlatives, you know? Like, yeah. best eyes, yeah, best, class yeah, clown. Yeah. One of them was most likely to be a comedian. And they all put uh-huh. him... And I remember being yeah. mad. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. you all think it's him? Because, like, <laughs> you just saw him do it the one time because you don't know anyone else. And yeah. then, like, you know, almost, like, so, 10 or 12 years later, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I was mad because this is the thing that I wanted to do the whole yeah. time. But, but I never, didn't. like, did. Yeah, yeah. never knew how to, like put it together Mm -hmm. in a way that it's like I'm going to do stand-up comedy Mm -hmm. like it took I don't know it was just like I it was like something clicked when I was like 24 that was like oh you just go to an open mic and make it work and I think part of my inspiration was like listening to podcasts with like famous comedians Mm -hmm. and how they start out it's like oh you literally just Put yourself out in this yeah. maelstrom, and yeah. then you'll figure it out as you go.
1: You, yeah, to show up at a bar, and, yeah. like, put your name on a list, buy a drink, <laughs> and then they'll let you talk, they'll yep. listen to you, for the most part, I guess.
0: And one thing that I think doesn't get talked about enough at the lower levels, because a lot of new people are very concerned about being on stage and their mm. material, but I think we don't talk about, enough about when you're starting out, the comedy scene. Yeah. Like what? What are some like things you've done to like navigate the scene? Because you're very universally liked. Oh, you do oh. a good job. Everyone does like you, even though
1: you're anxious uh-huh. about it. You do a
0: good <laughs> job.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one thing that I'm trying to you know always work on is is be uh, be more comfortable with just chatting with people, right? Yeah. Um. But, you know, because you know, being someone who is just so uh, not confident, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm always just scared of saying. Of them not liking me right mm-hmm. um that's that's I think that's one reason why i uh, i try I, I try to um write so much mm-hmm. is it because I want people to like me for the stand up you know yeah. because I cannot go to people and just say hi like and and really? like, and like introduce myself okay. and like, yeah and so it, when people come up to me like that's like that's what that's part of like what I need because I have no confidence to go up to people and Mm. just chat you know uh and uh what was was the question (laughs) i guess like i'm kind of of comedy scene yeah i'm kind of
0: like a little bit opposite like i was very timid at Mm -hmm. first because you're like oh there's a whole scene a lot of these people are way better than me even though they're only like a year or whatever but i think what my my thing was once i realized oh you don't get opportunities just by being really funny unless you're like amazing Mm -hmm. you also have to like talk to people and be friendly with them so my thing is yeah if i like someone's set they get off stage i say i like your i liked your set this joke was really funny i think you were great whatever just like i always open with the compliment Uh and then just like see what happens maybe i'll see that person later maybe we don't talk ever again but Mm -hmm. that's like set the positive baseline (laughs) yeah
1: i think one thing about the comedy scene is you have to find you have to find that that circle, mm-hmm. right? Like I found that um, in the Brooklyn mics because yeah. all that's where all the queer mics are, right, right, right. Uh, and so like those hosts you know, they're so nice, mm-hmm. and like they, they 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 if they just build um, this community where um, you know you feel so much comfortable saying your 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 topics, saying your bits because you know it's a queer, it's a woman's space uh and i think you need to find that that um where you where you feel um you can be yourself absolutely and other other like-minded comedians and, and who um because you know I, I feel like my my firestar is mike right mm-hmm. i had the host with uh i have, I have my host with divya
0: yeah, um, and for the listeners, Al- Alex hosts a weekly. Yeah, uh, right now it's a Zoom mic, not, not Zoom. Yeah, and but it's a weekly women's LGBT yeah. plus mic.
1: Yeah, used to be at Eastville, and uh, hopefully we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll yeah. be back soon. Uh, um, like once you find that group who, um, who you adore and they they and they and they love you, mm-hmm. um, they'll just keep putting you on shows, and you'll keep yep. inviting them back too, and. It, so you, it's just a, you build a like, strong network of funny people that like I never knew like this was a way of um, building building your brand or yep. like, getting your name out there um, so you just gotta I, I think you just gotta find that group absolutely um, you have to like it's kind of it's kind of like, um, like like you're finding friends in school yeah you just have to yep <laughs> find your group and like don't care about other groups Mm -hmm. just and uh find where that space where you find you're funny right funniest
0: i think yeah and i think one thing that comes with that the way i found my group here was i just went to the same open mic all the time and like obviously if you go to an open mic regularly and you're like Mm -hmm. "Ah, i don't really like the vibe here try out a new one yeah but if you show your face the same place Mm -hmm. people know you they know your jokes and then you People that you're gonna vibe with are gonna talk to you. You're gonna talk to them. Just yeah, it's pretty easy, especially when you have funny friends. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh, one concern is that like some some people say that they should you should always try to diversify your your audience base, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. What what do you think about like because just just performing for a specific friend circle or comedic you know group.
0: I I'm all for it personally. I had um I I guess like for me just being like I, yeah. I there's no like I'm not like a person that has like I definitely have like my clique of like close mm-hmm. co- comedian friends and then I have a larger circle of people I really like yeah. that like I see all the time. But I think when you the like success can be like across the board where it's like, you're like a Seinfeld or like mm-hmm. a Jim Gaffigan where like everyone yeah. can love you in some way. But I think also if you're a niche comedian mm-hmm. that has a strong following for your type yeah. of comedy, you can f- find success like that too. And the, like the, I think the thing is, is like what you do is so great. And like, so like, yeah, you might be, you might be friends with like this certain clique of people, but I think you can bring yourself outside that and mm-hmm. still find a lot of success in whatever audience. And like yeah. you're your you're like group of comedians might only be putting on certain shows that appeal to certain people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're like still on shows. Yeah. People are still seeing you. And like people know people. Like yeah. even if you're mostly in one like click of comedians, other comedians will go mm-hmm. to shows just to watch. Yeah. They learn who you are. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't think it's detrimental in any way. Like I, I know there are, there are comedians who only go Mm -hmm. to like the women's LGBT mics like, and I understand why, but they still get out there. We still see them on shows. Like it doesn't, it doesn't hinder you a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but I think it also is good to like just expand and like push your limits. Like I personally, I try to be friendly to everybody. Yeah unless they disrespect me at my mic. But that's (laughs) that's it. Like I I try to like I try to see the best in people because the way I see it is we're all in this like comedy class. Like we're all in the same Mm -hmm. boat. It's like some of us prefer the pool, some of us prefer the bar, but like we're all in this cruise together and like you just if you get along with people and have a positive mentality, it's gonna bring you more than if you're like exclusionary. And I know you're not like at all, but it's like if just because your circle is like a certain niche doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to make friends with people down the line yeah. from all walks of comedy yeah. basically.
1: Yes, cuz cuz I do think that you should you should um do mics where you're comfortable. Yes. And um but I don't know why I just feel also like oh, I should try to go to these other mics just just, just to have a different experience. I mm-hmm. just feel like in that little bit of insecurity like I need to do that little extra step um but Mm -hmm. but yeah but but still i don't know if how productive that actually is then just like sticking with uh you know the community that um that you that you that knows you and that that you can always you can always do well at um so uh, yeah it's just a little little bit of insecurity there
0: i will say though that the place where you always do well that's an experience i have where you find this Mm -hmm. spot where you're like we all crush here we all crush every time because it's Your friends, Mm -hmm. or like people you know, comics you love, you all support each other. If you get in that cycle too much, if I only go to the Mm -hmm. spots where I kill, you're not improving. Like, I Mm -hmm. think I learned the most when I first got to New York City and I just sucked for like (laughs) two or three months. Even after 10 months of comedy in Denver, I got here, I was like, I suck. (laughs) But going to places where I bombed, Mm -hmm. I felt like even though I was bombing, I learned so much. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, we have a comfort zone where we feel successful. We feel like powerful and like mm-hmm. in control of our humor. It's, I think it is good to put yourself in a situation where you can go out and eat a bag of dicks and just yeah. suck and just <laughs> remind yourself what it's like. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Bombing is. Oof. Did, did you. Um. So you're working still, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you've always worked uh, when doing comedy. Mm hmm.
0: Okay. yeah yeah so i i'm i'm an engineer at my day job yeah. and i always just work the work my engineering job and then do comedy and podcasting photography in the evenings i i grind myself to mm. dust i'm very <laughs> very no, yeah. tired all the time yeah
1: you <laughs> it's always so surprising because you always I know you're working but you're always so prolific i feel you're always doing stuff go like, oh, you got, got a project
0: oh <laughs> that's so nice because i feel like i'm not doing enough ever i'm always like I'll like complain to my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm just like spiritually exhausted. But I'm like, okay, Saturday morning, I can sleep till noon. <laughs> I can play video games for four hours, and then Sunday we're back on the six yeah. days of working, and then just like putting out content, editing, doing photos. Like, I'm I really try to push through, but also like my comedy goal is like I I recently realized this is like. I love comedy mm-hmm. a lot and I want to I want to like start pushing forward more and like generating new material cuz mm-hmm. it's been kind of slow recently. Mm-hmm. But I think my like goal would be to have like a really successful like podcast mm-hmm. or some type of show that I can do as, as yeah. the day job and then do yeah. comedy and tour in the evening because mm-hmm. I, I love this. I love hearing my own voice and, <laughs> and my headphones. <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah. I have like a more multifaceted approach uh-huh. and like my girlfriend, you know, her. she's she's like you in that she's like only pure stand-up, 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 stand-up. Yeah. Like she she doesn't care about anything else. She's like, I don't even want to try improv. I don't want to write mm-hmm. sketches. I don't want to write for shows. I just want to do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And for me, that laser focus was one of the things that really like drew me to her in mm. the first place. But then she's like, over time, has realized that I am not as like focused on the one thing. Mm-hmm. I have like a lot yeah. of like going on. But
1: you know, I remember before the quarantine, I did have a laser focus. Like this is what this is the craft that mm-hmm. I want to hone. Like I don't, I don't care about my day job at all. Like it, it it's a it's a great <laughs> it's a great job. Like I love uh, how they treat us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have no interest in pursuing that career, mm-hmm. getting doing any future there, right? Um. So for a while it was like, oh, I found it. Like I found comedy it was it, right? Yeah, yeah. But then, the, but then the quarantine happened, and I didn't know. Like I couldn't do mics. Mm-hmm. I wasn't writing because I was. I didn't feel like I was experiencing anything in life or anything that anyone else wasn't already experiencing. Yeah, like yeah, I can't I can't say a yeah, quarantine bit. It's like no, I'm not going to do that. Would you how much Netflix did you guys <laughs> yeah. watch? Were you horny and sad? Yeah, I'm horny as that up. Like no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and so I think it was during the quarantine where I felt like oh, maybe I should look at other things because I don't know if I'll be able to do this right anytime soon. So it was it, it was during the quarantine where I was also thinking like I should try i I haven't done it, but like i I've thought about, oh, maybe I should do more um online stuff like mm-hmm. maybe make some video content and maybe uh, try try uh talking making a something with a friend you know with another comedic friend right do a sketch or something um but um, but comedy started again but and comedy all that started thing. again <laughs> and I was like, okay, I do have time for this but the thing is though it's it's because I have the day job though, yeah that I feel like. Um, like i don't have that time to uh explore other things right
0: and you're also in a relationship as well yeah. right with a no. non comedian
1: yeah, yeah. non comedian yeah and and then you know there uh he he's um he's aware of my goal yeah. we we try to talk about uh where I am in it and like pretty regularly. how to work around the scheduling
0: yeah. and understanding of like the time constraints yeah.
1: i mean i mean the the compromise is that I will do whatever it takes to do as many mics as I can, mm-hmm. and he will support me. That's basically what it's been. <laughs> what do you do for him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You're like you have as
0: much alone time on the weekdays as you want.
1: <laughs> and I, you know, that's exactly what I exactly what I say. And so you know, I, I know I want you to have your own thing, but what he wants is for me to be there, right? That's what. He, but it's for me yeah. to be there with him, but he also understands that I need to. That this is a passion of mine mm-hmm. and um and he's like it's so it's so sad cuz he's always so happy when i'm home Yeah. and it feels so good to, you know to be loved to give love yeah um but we we just have he's he just had he was understanding in that um i will have to spend 8 hours at work and then uh, then hop on a train as soon as i can to to an open mic uh and then be back if i'm lucky at 11 mm-hmm. right and are you are
0: you doing something after this podcast? Are you going to a micro show?
1: Uh there yeah, yeah. There's okay. a there's a there's no I tried the nine PM but I'm doing a Zoom mic. Okay. Yeah. So
0: you're like really getting it tonight. Yeah you're doing a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh,
0: yeah, uh to to Alex's boyfriend, I'm sorry I'm cutting into your guys' time. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so, hey, You'll be hit there for how long? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's uh that's interesting. So like What were the the projects you were, like, considering? Do you still have something you want to do outside of stand-up that's, like, comedy-related that you're, like, entertaining starting? Do you have any, like, serious...
1: Nothing starting. Could, because um because open, open mics yeah kind of came back mm-hmm. uh things is like that but i'm thinking about it again still because i don't know what's gonna happen in the winter time
0: oh yeah winter is yeah like i feel like once the mics came back there was like a month where we were just like oh it's warm we're yeah. in a park we get to do stand-up again it's and like, then it's like, you know we live in new york city
1: like it's yeah because <laughs> it'd be very brief yeah and then
0: i like we had like our rooftop mic yeah. like we were doing it for like a month and a half like this rules (laughs) we're having so much fun we're meeting great people we never met before quarantine and we're having a great time and then like one day it was like it was like getting stabbed it was like oh winter happens every year (laughs) (laughs) quarantine happens once in a lifetime winter is every year (laughs) if you can't go
1: back inside where is it gonna go
0: (laughs) yeah i'm like i i was on a zoom show like a couple weeks ago and i was like I've been doing comedy outside. Yep. This feels like in school suspension compared yeah. to like real comedy. So I don't want to go back to Zoom. Maybe I'll start
1: another podcast in the winter with more time. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. you know, I thought, you know, because, you know, I'm, try- I'm trying to do it, during the quarantine, try to do it as much as I can. I thought, you got to do it. You got to do Zooms, right? But eh, once the, the, the Zoom, was, Zoom mics were hot for like a second. Right, the lot a lot of people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then recently, I feel like a lot of people just stopped. Oh yeah. And so when you have less people there, and most people are not turning their cameras on or just not having their their audio on, it's like it's you're talking to the host and it's a dead mic, and it's really not. I didn't. It really didn't feel as productive. Right. So so that's why I was thinking like if it, if, if we're going back to Zoom mics in the winter, like I need to find something else yeah. because. Uh, dedicating my my passion mm-hmm. to something that's just online, like that stand up, that stand up, an online version. That's not what I set out to do. In the right? First
0: place. Absolutely, I totally feel that. Well, we, so this is something we all went through. So quarantine happens. Yeah. We all go home for a long time. What was your first set like in person when you did stand up again? No more Zoom. You got to be in front of a real mic. How did how did you feel?
1: Um, i didn't know any of my bits yeah because yeah i was reading it all on zoom Oh, it was like uh, like the split screen of the mic and my word doc uh i was was reading it because i got so lazy because i'm there without pants and (laughs) i'm just i literally just copied and pasted my bits every time to a new document and just read it Mm -hmm. uh verbatim basically at the mics and i completely forgot uh how to do old bits. Yep. And you know, even if when you we, we think, oh this is a solid bit, I know this, I can do this in my sleep. No, cuz the quarantine was longer than you thought and uh, <laughs> it,
0: was it was bad. The was fir- the first like ladder mic we did, yeah. I remember cuz I I host them and we went up there and I remember I love hosting. I had like extreme anxiety. And there's only 12 people mm-hmm. coming over for the first one and I was like <laughs> I was so nervous. And like the first couple we did, I was, I literally told the crowd, I was like, listen, we all know that all of us haven't done this for like three or four Mm -hmm. months. So can we be supportive? Like, I know normally (laughs) if we do this badly, no one laughs, but it's like, let's be supportive. Like, we got to get back into our rhythm. Took me probably like five mics before I felt like kicked back into gear where I was like, okay, I can do this. Were you doing online mics um, before? I was doing the I was doing one or two per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I was doing Lee's workshop and then yeah. I was doing Aunt Hathaway presents uh-huh. cuz I really like them they're, yeah, they're, they're great. The- <laughs> they're the best. So I was doing that one like every week for like a month and a half uh-huh. or something. But I I felt so because I do so much before quarantine I was feeling very drained. Mm-hmm. I was like okay I've got my other podcast, small town radio. And I've got like, I'm doing mics and I host a mic and I'm like running around and like, just always doing something that quarantine. I was like, this sucks for comedy, but now I can watch a movie. Like now I can, (laughs) I can sit on my ass for a while. And it really like put me in check, Mm -hmm. like with the self care. Like it's just now I'm, I try, I I try to give myself the downtime to like recharge Mm -hmm. and not be so drained because carrying like a mic and a speaker and like a blanket and stuff to a park or like putting beer and ice on this rooftop like every week, like yeah, you guys do so much. It's it's insane. My back hurts so bad. It's just (laughs) I'm always carrying stuff
1: around (laughs) Brooklyn, and I'm like, oh. If if anyone doesn't know, Maxim and Lee just they take care of. Us that mic so much its, un- it's really <laughs> unbelievable. Like, like, like we we don't deserve this. Like, none of us have done anything to be cared for for so much. <laughs> I know. No, I really appreciate that. We we we
0: try very hard, and uh-huh. I think when when you I when you when you're just a comedian and you don't host a mic, mm-hmm. you have one level of perspective on how things work. Mm-hmm. When you start hosting a mic. You kind of realize, oh, there are things other mics do that I like and other yeah. things mics do that I don't like. And yeah. there's this like, you're always constructing this new thing. And yeah. now we're like producing shows and doing the yeah. mic. We have an even higher level, like top down view. Yeah. And for the mic at least, like it's not in a bar. Like we, we don't have to make people mm-hmm. buy a drink to perform yeah. or like they don't have to spend money. Like it's just nice. Like what we do for the mic, for the listeners, we just like every week. We do the mic. We have free beer and water. We bring it up to the roof, and then we do like a beer fund, so people can donate yeah. if they want. And it all goes back into the beer. But we try to give people like enough stage time. Mm-hmm. We try to keep it safe. We wipe wipe the mic. Like it just, yeah. I I like to I like to make people feel special. And I I don't know your thoughts on my hosting style, but I like to I like to riff between every comedian oh, yeah, and yeah. go up. And at other mics, they like tr- traditionally it's like. They call out a list Mm -hmm. of five names. The host goes up, calls up the next list, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel special. But like when I host mics, I want people there to feel like, oh, they like acknowledge Mm -hmm. my presence and I feel like I'm getting a proper intro. Yeah. And I'm going to riff, but it's going to be terrible. Might be (laughs) funny sometimes, but that's kind of how I like it because it just gives people the sense that, like, oh, they want me here. Yeah. Like they want me to perform and they, I'm not like, destroying their evening yeah. by extending the time they're here by five more minutes you know yeah
1: especially if someone feels they don't do well if the host acknowledges a joke that they made it feel, that just makes the person feel so much better because like oh you're people are hearing me mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's it i think it's so good for the mentality of the mic mm-hmm. if, the, if the host isn't just like trying to get through it mm-hmm. and is like making fun of people yeah you know and like for performing in front of comedians, other
0: like comedians will laugh at other comedians if they feel they're in a supportive, no. relaxed environment. If you feel like you're in like an assembly line, mm-hmm. Mike, everyone's having a bad time waiting three hours to go up, so yeah. no one's gonna laugh at
1: anything. Like, but just again, I don't understand why they create those environments. Because like, why? Like, I don't like. Get we it. know it's tough. Like if we know it's not easy to go up there and test out your feelings right mm-hmm. but to to add on like a negative energy to it oh yeah i don't like like it's already bad like yeah why can't we just try to make it not as bad
0: i've had like hosts who are clearly just like all right let's get this over with like
1: i'm like you don't have yeah, yeah. to host the mic yeah, you, Like, you set the tone for the room already mm-hmm. and if anyone who anyone does well or has a brings positive energy they stand out in mm-hmm. a, in a weird way which is yeah. not good for testing out jokes yeah
0: and like i think you do a good job as well like i've i'm not allowed at your mic but i have watched your mic uh my girlfriend does your mm-hmm. mic yeah. and i've been in the room while she's on the zoom call and there was one time at the actual like comedy club mm-hmm. where i was in the back of the room like just watching and mm-hmm. waiting for her to go up so we could hang out or whatever but like you and divya do a really good job as well it just feels like light and fun and you guys are excited Mm -hmm. to do the mic every week and it makes it so good and just like oh yeah you can be your like I think that's one thing that like just regular mics could learn from the more exclusive like women LGBT mics is just Make people feel like they're wanted there, yeah. and they're allowed to be themselves at yeah. your mic. You know, yeah. Like I don't
1: think like, remind them that comedy is fun. It right? is. fun.
0: It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's laughter. It's yeah. like how can people make laughter so miserable? Yeah. <laughs> like, and
1: like you can bomb, and it can you can make it funny. You know, mm-hmm. with, with the right people. But I don't. I don't understand why sometimes when you bomb at these mics, they're just so devastating sometimes yeah. and it's like that is that good is that i don't know what the i don't know what the point of that is yeah
0: right it, it's oh, i've i've done mics that i've like hated so much for the vibe that i've just never gone back like yeah. i think when you come to like come to new york city and start doing mics for the first time it takes a while to figure out where you actually yeah. feel like you want to be but you yeah. if you don't feel it create it somewhere else and like find your own space yeah. And not in it... a negative way. Like, be, be creative yeah. and supportive and chase it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask you this. This is a question I've been having fun asking people. So, in your comedy career, has there been, like, from the beginning to the end, has there been, like, a moral of the story or, like, a through line that feels consistent? Like, is there a feeling or, like, a challenge or is there something that you're telling yourself all the way through that, like, ties the whole thing together?
1: Uh, I think, I think something that, um, I tell myself is that, um, it's, some, it's something fairly recent is that a lot of my, other my friends who know I do comedy, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're, 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 my Asian friends who I went to school with, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're really successful in their jobs and, um, and like they're the same boat as me. Like they're they you know they did they, they did business or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get that good job to work, um, so they could um make their make their parents proud, right? Yeah. But my friends have told me um, some friends have told me that like they when they see me doing comedy, right? They say like oh you're you're doing your dream, like yeah. you, you're you're killing it because you have a job and you're pursuing and you're doing well in your dream, mm-hmm. and that, that that's like, that concept is so mind blowing to them. So they it made them think. I, I I don't want to keep on working for this consulting firm or this marketing company. Um, why don't? Why can't I pursue my dream as well? Mm-hmm. And which is something that I didn't, you know, I don't set out. I didn't set out to like I'm going to inspire Asians to pursue their dream. You know, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but <laughs> what a cause <laughs> to champion! Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but but just telling them, you know, that's my life, uh, and then that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. I think it's so it's some it's so rewarding something that I'd never thought would come out of it is that these people you know who are successful and they're so much more than I am because they're they're good at their job they're smart yeah right they're looking at what I'm doing and saying like oh we can do this like mm-hmm. they're like this is an option you know because because you know because for me I think if I was smarter or if I was more talented and my profession, mm-hmm. or, or could work, or, or was able to, like, um, be productive in my job. I, you know, I would totally do that. You know, Cause that's the, that's the validation I wanted. You know, right, yeah. But because I have no um, talent for that, or for like my my day job, or you it know,
0: doesn't fill that, it doesn't scratch that itch you have. Yeah.
1: Um. And so because I was not good at it, right? I was always mediocre at at school right. and at my job. Uh, I feel like oh, this is something i'm I'm good at and something i and I look forward to doing that, which is comedy mm-hmm. um but if I was good at that i, I would just do that um <laughs> but so I feel So what's like,
0: the message here? Just be good at your job so you don't get involved <laughs> in comedy
1: <laughs> it is weird because you know like i i I envy that they're able to be successful in it right yeah um but you know, I but I don't, but I don't envy that they're not they do something they're not particularly passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to be that person who's like an example of oh, we we don't have to do exactly all our parents does. Right. You know, we can, uh, we can with there there is, uh, space for us to do that. And just because we haven't seen it as much, we we can still do that. You know, we can. We can be that artist. We can Mm -hmm. be that webtoon artist or whatever.
0: Um, You can be like a multifaceted person and like chase other things on the side, and like you can make it work.
1: Yeah, and I think I think a lot of that is just um, not this representation and Mm -hmm. seeing like absolutely just seeing like a face that you're familiar with that you can do it because I really think that uh, if I didn't if I if I saw more. People with my similar story, mm-hmm. more gay comedians, more um, more Asian people of color comedians, with you know, the, with that similar story, like it'd be so much easier mm-hmm. to think, um, that th- or much much easier to think early on, yeah, that oh, there's something I can do, something mm-hmm. I can try, and um, because w- when you're when you feel that you're um, a marginalized group. You feel like you can't I feel like at least I feel like I can't do it unless I'm good. Like I have no mm. I have no excuse to be mediocre. Okay. At at if I'm trying to do pursue my dream. Right. You because know? otherwise, um uh, what am I doing? It's not this is not for me, you know? This this space this, this comedy is not is not uh, it's not built for my face, you know? Right. They want right. familiar. Or they want something that's marketable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? um I think it means a lot to um show people like you can you can just do that you can Mm -hmm. can still do that you don't need permission Mm -hmm. and um it's okay to (laughs) defy your parents yeah
0: (laughs) i think it's cool though i think that's like a, a good takeaway but also you should feel excited because as you pursue this more you're gonna be the person that you needed when you were younger yeah like you get to step into that representation role and like Who knows where comedy takes us? But like, if you're like driven and you stick with it, there's gonna be people who see you who are gonna be like, "Oh, I can break away and like do what he did," you know?
1: Yeah, and like, I really feel that, um, you know, when you're, um, you know, intersectional, Mm -hmm. um, that you can feel there's a feel a lot of weight and like, oh, yeah, being the first, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I think, but also that's someone helpful, and when you're trying to just. Uh, pursue something like comedy.
0: Okay, well, I'm sorry for bringing it up because now I feel bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, but, like, I'm sorry for implying no, that. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, but because so that so I can't. I I I try my best to not think about that at, like, oh, as much. Okay, yeah, be- because you know I don't want to be that voice that's like we be- because there's so few of us that we need to that 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 you know if you're the one person of color in the room you're, you speak of everyone right
0: mm, yeah because so, so you're like you don't want to, it's like this extra expectation that yeah. like pressure that you don't like
1: yeah, yeah. so that's why i write mm. that's why i just write stuff stories that happened in my childhood or something that's um based on a specific experience to me mm-hmm. otherwise i don't think i have the um intelligence to carry that you know that baton with grace you know (laughs) i don't think anyone does to be honest
0: uh, look at the best straight male uh, comics okay they all get canceled (laughs) (laughs) it's It's a countdown i was born heard stand-up comedy one time they're like he's gonna get canceled one day like like
1: i called it i knew it
0: No, that's interesting, though. Yeah, so I apologize no, for no. for bringing it up like that, but I think it's it's an it's a thing that I I don't experience in in my life because of like we like what we've been talking about this show is just like yeah. the spaces are full of dudes like me, yeah. so it's just like I'm like oh yeah, like people do this. It's not to me. It's not like remarkable when like people mm. just do it because it's like oh yeah, like people just do this thing, right? Like it's just normal, but. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, when I tell my friends, my Asian friends, like uh, that I to come to like the comedy. They're like they're like, like like what? They don't know what to compare it to. I suppose know? I've seen it on the news. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> like, that's that's one of his jokes for everyone listening. <laughs> guess, like, for my fans out there getting understanding the reference. <laughs> yeah, like like they're seriously like because they just don't there's no con stuff, because there's no there's no track record that they're familiar with that this that, is mm-hmm. viable as uh, option Mm. and so it's always it's always this. whenever i tell people i'm always i'm still uh when i meet new people Mm -hmm. when i tell them i do comedy i'm 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 always still kind of like reserved i'm never really that proud of it Mm -hmm. because i'm always like yeah i'm trying to do this i think i'm special and uh I i don't know what it is i think um i just have no that's the through line of of this that I have no confidence in myself (laughs) and that's what I'm working
0: on that's (laughs) okay beginner comedians don't listen to a word he said he's not confident in it I don't know do the opposite (laughs) I feel like you have you have to you have to believe in yourself a little bit to have made it this far though so you know to be able to push through to be able to start comedy and bomb until you get better at it I think it takes like some confidence and belief in yourself. Yeah.
1: Or delusion. I don't know <laughs> Yeah, or delusion, yeah.
0: And I'm not saying you bomb, you do very well, uh, but <laughs> let's try, try. I don't. <laughs> cool. Well do you have any uh closing
1: remarks that you want to throw in here? Um uh, I, I actually wanted to like, hear a little bit about like more about uh your current um view on the what the comedy scene has been for you recently. Oh okay.
0: Like, recently, like, this post-quarantine?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, what has it been for you? Like, how, how's that evolved this year?
0: I am having a great time. I think it's just, before quarantine, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, like, hundreds of open mics in the city. It's yeah. just, like, there's so many places you can be. Everyone kind of gets on a circuit. You kind of start doing the same things every week. Like, oh, I go to mm-hmm. these two mics this day, yeah. I do this mic this day, this day, I take off. The next day, I go here and here. So you have all these people who are drawing their own little paths mm-hmm. through the city and you don't overlap with people. And when we started the rooftop mic, we were the second like mic mm-hmm. outdoors basically. And people like we did the first one with just friends like yeah. 13 or 14 people. The next week we had like 45 people sign up for it to the point where we had to make a Google form. Yeah. yeah. And cuz people were just starving for comedy. Yeah. And with this I I just, like, one of the things I didn't expect was that everyone was cu- coming out of quarantine and everyone was starved for the thing they mm-hmm. love. And it really brought so many people together. Like, I've met so many people that I had seen once or twice here and there. Mm-hmm. I've made, like... But now they all came to the one spot. Or we all came to the... They all came to our rooftop. Oh, we all went to this other mic mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. We all went to this one show. So, it took all these, like, like, now I want to say, like, there's hundreds of people that, like, sign for this mic or anything, but it's like, (laughs) like, let's say there's, like, you know, like, 50 people that I never would have met or spoken with before. Now, I just know those people, Mm -hmm. and we're, like, like friendly. thrown in their circles. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's like, we got so much more exposure, because instead of New York City the way it was before, there was, Mm -hmm. like, a million things going on, and, like, a bunch of places to Mm -hmm. be, which is great. It became, like, like a choke point, okay, there's like here your whole week, there are four places you can be this week to perform mm-hmm. stand up, so everyone from every group was being at like those places, and it's just like it's opened it's opened up my like comedy network yeah. so much, and on top of that, like park shows, chaos, there's a lot going on in the parks, there's a lot of noise,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: but it's. So nice. I don't know. Like when you have a good park Mm. show at like one of the amphitheater ones or whatever, you get to hang out outside with people and watch comedy. And like you're not going somewhere where they force you to buy drinks to sit in dark room. It's just like
1: I can't remember the last time I went to just the park. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But now it's like, okay. Yeah. Now comedy is in parks. So you you go. But it's, it's, it's such a, I think also, this time has been a huge benefit in my stand up journey because it, I came to New York City in this like hugely chaotic scene with so much going on. Took a long time to find my place. And then coronavirus was just like flipping the switch, just turn off everything. Yeah. All the clubs are closed, all the bars are closed. And so it became oh, everything is independent and we have to make our own way now. And it's like, oh, this has like condensed the the comedy scene. It's like yeah. freeze dried it. And now we have like, mm-hmm. instead of this huge expansive thing that's just everywhere, it's like, oh, now I'm so much more exposed to new people and new, like just new comedians, new opportunities. Like, I think it's great. It's like the post coronavirus comedy scene in New York feels like I'm starting. I get to start at ground level mm-hmm. with everyone else who's outs- out right now. Mm-hmm. Like. Before it was like, oh, we're with comedians that are like, oh, they've been here four years, five years, 10 years. Yeah. It's all over the place. But coronavirus hit. Then we all went back outside. Then we were all at the same level again. Yeah. Like, not to say people are more experienced, but it was like, we're all in this together yeah. in a way.
1: For sure. even felt the mics that have popped up, mm-hmm. the outdoor mics, there's a lot more like communal sense. Like, yep. we know this is weird and we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to be supportive, which is which is which i think yeah you're right it's it's healthy for the open mic scene to yeah. have the sense of okay yeah we're actually gonna uh be supportive of one another yeah we're gonna like we're each gonna other. listen to each other we're gonna like each other we're gonna, say hello. <laughs> we're gonna say hello <laughs> <laughs> hello because it's been a while yeah. um yeah
0: yeah no I, th- I think it's great how are how are you feeling because you've only you've only you were quarantining for your parents sake yeah. right so you you only came out like a Month ago, three weeks ago, yeah to start about a month ago yeah. okay,
1: like I've been like i I've been trying to do the online mics regularly though like mm-hmm. when and whatever I could do online, I tried to do, but um, which was yeah, which again, I felt like a lot slower growth than actual yeah. live comedy, yeah, not learning as much, not mm-hmm. feeling that that nervousness as much, um but I'm just yeah. On the outdoor mics have been have been resetting that doubt of like this is yeah this is what I wanted to do like Mm -hmm. this is why I'm doing best to live here yep and and trying to this is the craft like this is this is it yep for me
0: and I think like the reset it's just like before it's like oh I'm a comedian from here who moved to New York yeah now I feel like everyone that's here right now these are gonna be the New York comedians going forward you know.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, I feel that um the people who uh are out there like, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like this is like mm-hmm. the, we are the ones who will do this no matter what. Like the second there is an open mic we'll we'll do it. Yep. And- <laughs> Restaurants are closed, like I mean they're
0: open-ish now, but yeah. like it's like everything is shut down and then comedians but are like bits. we can go outside, we can do we can do <laughs> jokes like way we can gather outside it's like well, the yeah. bar the bar has outdoor seating we we we, we can have a mic right <laughs>
1: yeah and yeah you know I, I see that now that it's when when there are so many mics so much going on and you feel like the the drudgery of it mm-hmm. uh, but now you feel like we get to do this like, like yeah we're we're so lucky to have this mm-hmm. uh, have this mic and have uh the ability to tried our bits and i think everyone there's that sense of like a little bit of appreciation that uh like and because we know we now feel that it's that it can go away yeah and yeah it can just be taken away <laughs> like that. taken away, and we're all i think the part of us are a little
0: grateful like that we
1: can have that mm-hmm. yeah
0: absolutely and like i even before like during the the drudgery i would tell myself is like when even when it gets hard it's like listen we like So many of us came moved to New York City to pursue Mm stand-up comedy. We're living a fucking fairy tale to some people. Like this is a thing that people only like dream of. Like, wow, what would it be like to do that? I wonder. I'm never gonna do it. But it's like even just being here when it sucks is like this is the thing that very few people put themselves out and just like chase after, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think I think part of that for me. Is that when I'm on stage? That's when, or when I'm telling my gay jokes, mm-hmm. my gay sex jokes, <laughs> right? There, that's when I'm. That's when I'm me. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that's what I think that's that's why I love comedy so much. Is mm-hmm. because, because I'm not me at home. I'm not mm-hmm. me with a lot of my friends. Uh, I'm a f- I'm ashamed of my. Uh, I'm ashamed to my family to tell them I'm gay. Um, uh, I'm a. Uh, my friends too. I'm ashamed that it was a little. Well, it's not as much, but like a little shameful that I'm doing like comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sounds stupid. Yeah, it's, it's not always something I try to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I'm on that, once I'm holding that mic and making people like my stories and like me, that's when I feel like so so good. And that's yeah. and that's reminds me that's what I'm, that's what I'm leaning for. This is those, this is a space where uh where it's okay to be Mm -hmm. me you know and it's an act yeah it's a comedic act but that's it's a version of me where i feel it's the most um unhinged and where i'm not uh, having to think about um how it's how i'm perceived Mm -hmm. i always trying to edit myself because you know that's that's what i'm doing Mm because i'm not confident whatever whatever group of people i'm in i'm always trying to act a certain way you know like like my straight voice act yeah. a bit that, that that is that is just the truth that i'm i'm literally back to my high school self when i'm home yeah because they my brothers don't know a, a version mm-hmm. um that's that's not that that's not who i've been who i, who I actually am you know
0: oh wow i didn't even, i didn't even think about that i always think about it in relation to your parents i don't even think about like it's your siblings not really yeah. knowing about this wow
1: yeah it's always because always uh that little things where I don't want to act too gay, you know, mm-hmm. don't want to like, like, all I want to do is like, I hang out with my cousin mm-hmm. who, who is a girl and she's like in college Like we connect the most. Cause we're like doing the face, Korean face masks and like, <laughs> we're watching Riverdale. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, <laughs> she's the one who I'm, that I'm most free with, you know, cause yeah. the rest of the house, I have two brothers and you know, the rest of the house is very, uh, very, very conservative mm-hmm. people uh so yeah that's why being home is not always that fun you know yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle yeah.
0: yeah well i hope uh it gets easier i hope it...
1: <laughs> yeah i hope it does <laughs> yeah
0: all right well we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here we're actually at an hour 45 oh wow <laughs> oh wow yeah You're
1: gonna, are you gonna edit this you're right. Yeah. Here's what yeah. my
0: last pod, my other podcast, Small Town Radio, I like edit. I listen through. I like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel sure. so bad. All
1: right. What the heck? <laughs> You're have and You know what I do for this
0: one? I, I listen to the first five minutes of our voices. <laughs> I do some presets for filters and click cleaning and like breath control. And then I just spot check it. I'm like, okay, yeah, it sounds good. And I just throw okay, the theme okay, song good, on it. Okay, good. Okay, good. It's gonna sound great,
1: but <laughs> I am not cutting a single word of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I, I, because we, I thought you have to listen to it and you know, like like dailies, like like film dailies, to look, watch everything and then uh, see what is actually usable and then make a narrative from there. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad that I'm not giving you at minimum two hours of work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be to to do
0: that with this would be like. <laughs> like 10 or 12 hours work and i am not signed up for that much work we have
1: day jobs yeah Yeah. we
0: do have day jobs exactly and we also have our comedy that we we have other dreams yeah (laughs) well it was it was so nice having you on like thank you so much for being here no
1: thank you so much for having me you know i i know that uh this it'll be be weird to make another comedy podcast so i really appreciate that you think my my perspective is worth telling so so thank you. Oh
0: yours is great. Yeah. yeah. And I uh, I I apologize for any misunderstanding. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm I'm very curious like we're both comedians but there the the difference in perspective is very 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 yeah. great between us. But, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks thanks for being on. I mean like I think you like you make such an impression in the community. Whenever you're at the mic, I don't know if you notice this, everyone claps for you the loudest. And I'm like, I put this shit on. You're gonna go? <laughs> like i I brought the beer up on the roof. Okay. <laughs>
1: <was my> <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't notice that. Oh, thank you so much. That, yeah. Uh,
0: you're great. So you said you. this is the first podcast you've been on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this is gonna be excellent for me because when you blow up one day and people <laughs> Google your name, they're like, Well, he doesn't have much online. But he was but he on has one podcast. One
1: podcast. <laughs> following on
0: that. No. I'm just slipping it on the ground floor. I chose you because I was like, this one. This, one, <laughs> this one's a keeper.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He'll go back to this podcast in a couple years.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, yesterday I recorded Lucas Arnold. I'm yeah. like, I hope he posts about it on his TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, Alex wasn't out to anyone. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God forbid someone Googles it that you don't want to know. And they're like, what? He's a comedian.
1: What? He's gay. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm, I'm not making anyone Googling his podcast. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no self promo. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been uh don't quit your day job. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back uh next week. Um, Hang on. Let me make sure I didn't have anything else. Okay. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. This was amazing. Thanks so much. All right. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. So I will talk to you all next week. Bye.